Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brendan with Evoke Bike. We are back with Cat 4 Questions. This is actually four questions that came up from a Zoom that I do with an athlete. And he always brings really good topics. And I wanted to share these because it's a myriad of topics that actually relate to one another. And number three is really important. And I don't know if we've actually on this channel talked much about this, but we'll get into it. So Cat 4 Questions, number one. Hey, I don't really feel like I need a physical recovery week, but maybe a base week would be helpful for quote unquote mental recovery. So two things going on here. I looked back, I was like, this is interesting. Why does he not think he needs a recovery week coming up physically? Physically, he just had consistency is one thing that we are really trying to work on with this athlete. He consistently rode the past three weeks, each week actually being ended up being over 600 TSS. One was 790 because he linked together these two big weekend rides and was consistent all week, probably a little bit more than I would have given him. He's ridden a bunch before in the past, so I'm not worried about him, you know, like cratering off one week. That won't happen. But for sure, physically, even if you don't feel exhausted, you don't need to feel completely drained after a block of training to get better. Because remember, we're breaking ourselves down to then build back up through the recovery week to come back stronger. And while that is happening, the stress that we induce on ourselves is important, but we're looking, this the response that our body brings back is what is the most important thing. The other side of this is a base week for mental recovery. The transition weeks that we talked about after big races or after just a bunch of training blocks, feel free to just ride endurance. And I wouldn't call that a recovery week though. That is still training. So this might be, hey, maybe you need to do two weeks of endurance riding and then take a true recovery week. Or maybe you do two weeks of training and then just ride endurance the third week. So, so you keep your volume up, but you don't have the stress of mentally thinking of intervals and the physical side of that. Yeah, it's a, a little question, but there's a lot going on with that one. Number two, we were talking about doing a 20-minute test, and he talked about how he definitely psychs himself out. Even people that have ridden for years get jostled by the idea of a quote-unquote 20-minute test. Reframe this in your head. It is just a 20-minute interval. We really need to... and. I use the 20 minute test every once in a while. I don't do a ton of formal testing like this for the biggest reasons that number one, most people psych themselves out. Number two, it's impossible to pick the best day where you're going to have the best performance. We can, you know, we're not going to do a crazy taper or a lead up into a 20 minute test. That would be a waste of training time and lowering your training volume, which is, has been proven as massively important to endurance sports but also really just trying to select a day during the block where you're going to have this one-off amazing effort that you're then going to base all your training zones on is kind of crazy use the 20 minute effort that you have it's going to get you in the ballpark use the algorithms on whatever soft you software you have look at what you can do for an hour use many of the ways that we've written about to calculate your ftp to calculate your ftp and I think some of my best 10, 15, 20, 30 minute numbers are on days where I go out for a ride and I'm coming up to a climb and I just feel incredible. And we've talked about this, take the audible and go try and crush that KOM or get that PR. You will get the best numbers 
by doing it when you feel the best, not when you're all nervous and worried and you're thinking about it for 48 hours. I got to do this test. Uh, Stop overthinking that. And then my last comment on this is when you're doing intervals, I said to him, hey, man, how many times have you done like three by 15 minute over-unders? He said a lot. I said, and you do those pretty well, right? Yeah. Three by 15 is 45 minutes of work. And how much rest do I usually give you? I don't know. It's like four or five minutes. So not a ton. 45 minutes versus 20 minutes. Just reframe this. It's just we're over psyching ourselves out on these 20 minute tests and we're giving them way too much credit. And then you're going to base all your training around one day's testing. That's not the best idea in my opinion. Okay. Number three, we could talk about this. This should be a podcast in itself. Maybe I was doing a punchy little climb the other day and typically I start feeling a burn and I back off the gas. Okay. That's a red flag, but I kept pushing through this time and the legs started to burn up. I recovered a bit on the descent and then got back to pedaling. How long slash hard should I pushing pushing through efforts like that? This was very interesting that this came up because last year this guy said to me, I don't know if I've ever actually blown up and my head explode that head explosion emoji. I said, What do you mean? And so I sent him out on a one-minute effort. Go really hard for 30 seconds. And when you think you're done, don't stop and keep going. Blowing up is also we we use the term in two different ways in cycling, which I think is confusing for newer cyclists. There's blowing up when you do a one minute effort full max and you can basically not pedal after that because you've done it to your max. But then five minutes later, you could go do another one. You have not blown up. Blowing up, in my opinion, is you're on a four hour ride. You went ham with your friends for the first two hours you did 40 minutes at threshold you're relatively new to cycling you've got these anaerobic efforts and you're going crazy and you get to two hours and 45 minutes and you're thinking "Uh oh maybe i didn't eat enough maybe i didn't drink enough maybe the ride was that hard this last hour i'm dead and you pedal home at 50 percent ftp that to me is blowing up that to me is you know just had an athlete at leadville Talk to some people who do really long gravel stuff. Pacing is important, but you're not going to blow up from one effort. You go a little too hard on a climb, you recover. Blowing up is the mass accumulation of going way too hard. And it's usually the anaerobic efforts because by definition, when you have no more anaerobic capacity, you have to pedal under threshold. And when you've done it that long, you usually pedal much under threshold. That to me is more blowing up. But to this guy... We need to learn the metering of many different types of efforts. Obviously, what you do for 20 minutes is a different metering and feeling of a five minute, which is very different from a two minute, which is different from one minute, right? I think anything, all 30 seconds all out, you're just going all out. You can make it to the end. You can incorrectly pace a one minute effort so that you have a much worse average power than if you correctly pace it. Now, also, you should feel like absolute death if you go max for a minute. And five-minute intervals are very, very painful very soon. 20-minute intervals should be much less painful at minute four than a five-minute effort. This sounds obvious when we verbalize it, but many athletes struggle with this pacing. Now, Should you push through that burn? Yes. Number one, 
and I started to plug it, but people, people hate when I talk about products because they feel like I'm shilling to them. But then people ask me, Hey, what do you eat? What do you drink? What do you use? And I tell them all those things. They're like, well, don't try and sell me something. It's like, dude, I buy the stuff and I use it. What do you want me to, what do you want me to tell you? Lactigo is for these type of efforts because you are coating your body in a substance that can actually get through your dermis and get into your muscles and basically soak up the hydrogen ions before they get into your cells, which is the burn, the breakdown of lactate. One of the byproducts is the hydrogen that burns. There will be less of that with Lactigo, especially if you're an anaerobic athlete. That's one of the things I'm coming to realize. The more anaerobic people are, the more it works. I can't imagine riding without it. You need to if you're always backing off the gas and you feel that burn, you're leaving a ton of performance on the table. I dislike the use of the term suffering in cycling. Get out of here. We're trying to get faster on a bike. We're not suffering. Open up the worldview. <laughs> this is not suffering. But that insane painful feeling, you should be able to push through on a 20-minute effort for 10 minutes. If I go out for a 10-minute KOM, I'm feeling pretty uncomfortable at, at minute four. Because the first part can't be too hard or I'm not going to make it 10 minutes at the best average watts. Now, of course, train changes that. I talked about that on the last KOM I went for that was 18 minutes, was it? Up 221 here. It's a steep pitch in the beginning. So the first four minutes was like VO2 max because you're going to make up the most time there. And then I was probably low threshold the remainder of the time and still got the KOM. It was my best time ever. And I was on my gravel bike with road tires. It's where you put out the watts matters. But the reason I like this question is because we could talk about so many topics from it. But if you are backing off the gas, when you feel the burn, you're leaving performance on the table. And then the second part of this is, okay, when does the burn come based on how long the effort is, is something you need to learn and calibrate and you can always go harder. I get, especially if you're just starting cycling, part of this, part of you're going to get more depth, meaning you're going to be able to do more hard efforts more often. But also, we don't realize how hard we can go when we first start riding. And ride with other strong riders. And if you can ride with them in a one-on-one -on -one scenario or a small group, and you start like, ask them, how hard was that effort for you? Because then you'll see how long people are riding through the pain. And that's one of the biggest things that I learned riding with shout out to my first, let me make sure I have this correct. Were they my first real hardcore training partners were on Mount Bora. We used to do some long, hard weekend rides and Dan Barney, Dylan Pudiak, John Hunter, every once in a while, um, we could calibrate, you know, you get to the time I can do, was that full gas? Cause that was, that really hurt. I'm like, man, I was going full gas from the bottom. And, and then you understand how hard people are actually riding. You need to ride with people better than you if you really, really want to push yourself. And then cap four, question number four. So I think I'm getting to a point, we, he, this guy's also trying to lose weight, but we shifted towards working back up, getting, I want to frame this so you understand why we're doing what we're doing. Got off the consistency train you know, all the metrics are kind of tanking a little bit. It's like, Hey, let's get some intervals back under our belt. Let's get some training in. Let's get these numbers back up to where we know they are. So at least we're putting into the algorithms and they're giving us back good information so we can start tracking some things. The cross season is not going to happen for non-bike reasons for this guy. And losing weight was a big thing that we were trying to focus on earlier in the year, especially during uh base season. 
when it's easier to cut. And so he had made the comment, you know, I do know that it's difficult to fuel harder workouts and stay in a caloric deficit. So I'm wondering, I, I should definitely shed more weight and I need to stay on top of calories in the kitchen. Do you think we should do a base block for a bit and just mix in some efforts here and there on occasion, or should we just stick with one or the other? And it's really important that if you're going to shift out of doing interval training and going to a base block to lose weight, you need to focus and lose the weight. People then go into a base block, they go into just ride endurance, and then they don't do what they said they're going to do. So now they go take a month of their training time riding just endurance, which is not bad, but it's not optimal. Obviously, we're all not just riding only endurance. I'm like, well, I, I, I actually didn't really pay attention in the kitchen and I didn't lose any weight. Well, okay, well then shouldn't we have been training? If you're going to switch gears, really switch gears and commit. And, and you need, and this can be another podcast in itself, you need to ask yourself, why do you want to change your diet? Why do you want to change the way that you eat? What is it for you? It has to be driven from you intrinsically because you want to look better. You want to feel better. You want to ride better. You know, there are a million ways, but if you're not sold on it, if you don't buy into it, it's a waste of your time. So lots are made in the kitchen. I had heard that for years and I changed my diet drastically, but my diet was horrible before I was a cyclist. And so for the first three or four years, what I thought was good was good for me, but it can always get better. Like now I'm doing the no sugar thing off the bike. I don't really eat anything processed, which I thought that was not possible for a really long time. It just takes a little bit more effort. It's a little bit more whole foods. And I was nowhere when I came into cycling, I was nowhere near being that person. So that wasn't the right thing for me, but continue to try to get better at what you're eating and I always remember when I went vegan just for a personal experiment to see what it was like a guy who I think he was vegetarian. Maybe he said, I bet you won't stay vegan, but you will learn some habits that will stay with you forever. And that is no doubt true. And I'm not saying don't do ve all vegans are not healthy. That is for sure. It's a style of eating. I'm not promoting veganism as healthy eaters, but I'm saying you will search around and explore the world of food more. And the last thing I'll say on this is I don't think it, maybe it's Japan. There's an Asian culture where they say eat a rainbow a day, but also even more insane is eat 60 ingredients a day. So like a salad might have seven things. Um, you're going to make rice with avocado beans, and maybe you made your own salsa with vegetables in it. That'd be four different things. It's a really interesting thing because I think we also, we find things that are quote unquote healthy and then we just eat them for the next month and a half to <laughs> get variety in there. It's very helpful. So let's shut this cat four questions down. Definitely take a big picture look at your recovery weeks. You might need one, not only for the physical, but also for the mental. And then there's the side note, you know, use transition weeks and endurance riding when you're getting a little toasty from intervals. 20-minute efforts, they're not that long. Don't psych yourself out. Start to learn how to calibrate your hard efforts and digging deep and knowing how to really go hard. You, If you want to be your best, you need to learn how to scrape the bottom of the barrel. And don't do this all the time, obviously. If you've listened, if this is your first video, don't go do this all the time. Endurance is queen and king, but you need to know how to do that if you really want to do well 
uh, and be your best. And then number four, it's commit to when you have to lose weight. And if you do decide to keep training and doing intervals, a point that I probably forgot to mention is you can time when you eat your carbs and when you eat more and you can still stay lean and and it is hard to lose weight and train hard but you should be thinking of hey i have a hard workout coming out tomorrow and you should be thinking about this a couple days before maybe i need to start eating a few more carbs and then hey i've got a few days off you still need to eat on on these days off for sure because you're rebuilding but understanding when to time foods and I mean, carbs, protein, you'll find fat will find its way into your diet through normal foods. So you don't need to, to like hone in like, Oh, I need to eat my fat now. Don't do that. In my opinion, not a nutritionist, just a cyclist. Good luck with your training. Hit us up. If you, hit us up if you have questions, check out the blog. We have a podcast. Someone just found, they said, you have a podcast. <laughs> YouTube channel, all the things. Hopefully this helps you. If it does, share it with a friend. Thanks. Have a great week. See you.